Welcome to the UAC podcast. UAC was founded to create a place for the most successful chiropractors from different backgrounds and around the world who could come together to mastermind and create lifelong lasting friendships. Our profession's unique and surrounding yourself with the genius inside of UAC is a formula to grow personally and professionally into the life you've always known you're capable of achieving. I'm Dr. Alan Miner with Dr. Brian Capra, and this is the best practices section of the UAC podcast. Welcome to Chiropractic's Brain Trust. Everyone, this is Dr. Brian Capra from the UAC podcast, best practices podcast. Uh, we're really excited to have you here today. Let me introduce Dr. Alan Miner also from UAC. Awesome. Yeah, this is, of course, a podcast where we have so much genius in the UAC group and and we try to tap into that to share with the profession. And our guest today is Dr. Andrew Williamson. Dr. Andrew, um, I met you in UAC, but I also knew you as, like everybody in UAC, the other gigs you have going on. And I, I met you from selling tables um, at Parker Seminars. And we bought our tables uh, through you as a, as a rep for uh, Elite. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Elite tables. But what I wanted to talk with you about today, Dr. Andrew, is... You have had an abundant abundance mindset that's unique, even with a room of ultimate achievers. And I'm wondering if you can share some gems or wisdom. I mean, did you, did you always have that mindset? Is that something you've cultivated and learned? And maybe a best practice of how that's gotten you um, to where you're at today. And, and, and I, as we were talking before starting recording, I shared with you something I heard in chiropractic school was the idea that it's really difficult to become truly wealthy as a chiropractor, but there's enough money if you're doing it right, that if you're smart with your money, you truly can become wealthy. And, and I just, I think you epitomize that. So share some, share some knowledge with us, man. For sure. For sure. So, you know, I guess one of the big motivating factors I had as a, as a young practitioner, I've been in practice for now for 23 years was that I wanted to have financial abundance. You know, did I make it my primary pinnacle of, of what my practice was going to represent? No, not at all. It was a byproduct of me, but I did want financial abundance because I, I like the, when you have an abundant mindset and, and abundance, you can do other things with that whether, you know, give more to your church, give more to charities. I, I love Mother Teresa's quote that says, you know, basically no one's ever gone broke by being too charitable. So I, I've, I'm a big guy on that sort of thing. And I feel like money is a great tool that you can spread your abundance. I, and I think one of the big things that like, was my driving forces coming up, uh, you know, I didn't come up with much at all. And, and the, the conversations around the dinner table were all about lack and, and, and different things, uh, you know, about money doesn't grow on trees, you know, it's gonna be, I can remember, I could probably count on my, you know, every single Christmas was, you know, it's gonna be a, a lean Christmas and those type of things. And I remember those things and, and you know, my parents were well-intentioned and, and they did as best they possibly could with that. However, I knew that I didn't want to have that conversation with my, my children. And I, I did, so I worked on my, you know, breaking myself of that poverty consciousness and uh, from there, I just I grew abundance, and from the abundance, I'm able to help out other people with that abundance. It's, it's it's neat because there's a quote that says, you know, money won't flow to you unless it flows from you. So it has to flow from you. And I'm I'm big on charities. I'm big big on giving to my churches. I'm I don't do charitable work necessarily in the office as much, but outside of the office, I feel like my practice is a a profit producing machine, and I use that pro those profits to further my mission and and to further the, the mission of of what I want to see out of human. Kind. 
So where are some areas for a young practitioner, they start to have a few extra dollars. You know, what was your plan? Where, where do you direct people? Uh, how have you structured that? And, sure. and let, me, let me ask you a question that kind of feeds off of that. Um, you're coming out of school, you got a, a mountain of debt, and no money. <laughs> so it's very easy to get stuck in the mindset of scarcity and fear and, and maybe a, a tip or a trick how to get yourself out of that and, and right. switch to abundance when you have, when you don't have anything. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's said that, you know, you become your goals, which is a neat thing. So, and uh, I just, I feel like if, if, if you can be charitable and abundant when you have very little money, you can be charitable and abundant when you, when you gain that, that money and you're going to gain that money because of the charity, charitability and, 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 and the, uh, and the abundance that you have. So the, I went deep into books, right? I, I went to deep into books, whether they were investing books or whether, you know, think and grow rich. I mean, if you haven't read, that's like, it's like the, the Bible, as far as I'm concerned from, um, from a, an abundance standpoint, and you know, rework in my mind, and you know, not, and, and I'll kind of give you like a, a a kind of a playbook as to far far as how I work my finances, and uh, it's it's been a great way. It's worked for me, and and the disclaimer is obviously, you know, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a financial planner, but this is how I work my financial. So I basically am a big uh, index fund guy. I, I buy index funds. I have very little as far as, you know, that just sits in, in, door, in very stationary accounts that, you know, are not generating for me. I like my money to work for me as soon as possible. So I buy them often. Uh, but I also believe that you definitely want to have enough uh, that six to, six to 12 months, I think 12 months is better for being a self-employed person. Of, of expenses covered if you ever need to get to those expenses. And the way I look at that, that could be in, in a form of a line of credit or could, could be in a savings account. I like the line of credit idea for myself because uh, if it's a savings account, it sits there again, stagnant, as opposed to letting that money work for you. I remember years back that, you know, because of me being an aggressive saver, uh, one of my coaches said, you know, at, at one point in your life, you know, if, if you keep on with this, your money will make more than you do. And that's, that's been a blessing. And I've seen that for many years now. So it's, it's a neat thing. And, and when money gets out of the picture and you're able to do bigger things with that money, you're blessed with more. At Quartermaster Tax Management, one of the things that we know when you're running your business is, you want to be confident that you're not overpaying your taxes. In order to do that, you really need a bulletproof tax strategy to keep more of what you earn. The problem is, the majority of business owners, specifically chiropractors, grossly overpay on taxes and don't even know it, which ultimately leaves them frustrated and discouraged. We believe you work hard for that money and should be able to keep more of it. So after working with hundreds of chiropractors, we understand how frustrating it is to overpay on taxes. But as certified tax strategists who specialize in the R&D healthcare space, we found over $30 million for our clients and tax credits since 2021. It's really easy to get started with us too. First, you get in a qualifying call to make sure you actually qualify for the credits. Then very simply, we apply for the credits for you and ultimately then help you reclaim your tax savings every single year. Visit our website at quartermastertax.com or call and schedule a call with us today and find out how much the IRS owes you. Don't forget to mention UAC. So pause there, Andrew. That's a unique uh, perspective. I don't think I've heard is I was going to ask you, so you have the six, 12 months of cash sitting there. Do you really just let it sit there? And, and you immediately answered that with, no, I actually have a line of credit. So do you run the line of credit through your business 
or through like a HELOC home equity line of credit or what do you recommend there? The, the answer is yes on all oh, those. Okay. I, I like uh, Mark Twain's quote that says, uh, you know, a, a banker is someone that'll give you an umbrella when it's raining and ask for it back when it's not. So the biggest time uh, to get these lines of credit are when you are abundant and you know things are going well. So yes, I have lines of credit through my business. I also have lines of credit on my on my buildings and also on my uh, on my on my home as well. Now they sit there they sit there dormant, right? Obviously, I'm not pulling any money out of those, but you know if things go bump in the night. I pull from that first, so the money in the market can still work for me because if they go bump in the night, it might be at, at a time when the market in a downturn do you really want to cash out at that time no so you know kind of buy those those lines of credit get those lines of credit put in place grab that when you need it and then once you're once you're back on on line with that pay that line of credit off that sort that's of thing. so absolutely brilliant where'd you learn that that's something you came up with or did you it, 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 it's it's just one of those things i kind of started thinking about like you know i i always wanted my soldiers to work for me i wanted them to go and go work for me and now it takes a comfort level and it's not for everybody. And again, you know, I'm not a planner or, or an accountant, but at the same time, that's how I've worked it. I, I'd much rather that money work for me. Uh, and, you know, if I, things go up at night, I have lines of credit everywhere I can get to before I have to pull that money there. So, and, and thankfully, I've never had to get into those situations where I need to get to those lines of credit. But, you know, it's, that's, my, that's my six to 12 months of, um, and, you know, knowing that on the back end, you know, the money in the market has enough to cover those lines of credit as well. So it takes a little bit of time to get to that point. But I, that's that's been a better way. And I do believe that when you're first starting off, it's probably a better idea to have a certain amount of money, you know, just living expenses, that sort of thing. But as you become more abundant and you can get more assets that you can leverage your assets to get that, that's a better way of doing it for me. Andrew, do you have any do you have any investments that cash flow or I don't think the index fund uh that they've no, cash flow, right? Well, so like my, my building that I have here cash flows for me. I, I own the building here and I have renters that are here. I have a, a, a rental property as well that cash flows for me right now. So, and they, these are just sitting there. Uh, they are, they're, they're the cash flow properties for me. So it's nice diversification. Uh, the other ones, the index funds that I have, they're, they're sitting, I reinvest the dividends and just keeps on buying and buying. Oh, and there, buying. Are div- there are dividends. There are dividends on those. Yes, and, and they get reinvested. In. Now I could, take, I could take the dividends if I wanted to, but I'm at a point where I don't need those. Gotcha. I didn't know you That's got awesome. dividends on index funds. That's cool. Yeah, you, well, they spit, they spit off a dividend and they, I, just, I reinvest them. So Andrew, um, that's genius. That's exactly what this podcast is all about, is, is his unique perspectives on really successful chiropractors. Question, um, what's UAC been for you? Um, you've been in, in it in an accountability group for many years. Love to hear, um, yeah, what, why is it something you participate in and stay in and what's the value been for you? This segment is sponsored by Genesis Chiropractic Software. UAC members rely on innovative and rock solid practice solutions, especially when it comes to EHRs, practice management, and billing. This is why UAC recommends and stands behind Genesis Chiropractic Software. Genesis is a best-in-class, all-in-one chiropractic practice management system that has you covered from patient scheduling to documentation and all the way through billing. Genesis uses the power of AI to find work in the system and automatically assign that work to the right person, preventing tasks from falling through the cracks. Thousands of high volume practices rely on Genesis every day to successfully grow and maintain their practices. And additionally, they integrate with most of your favorite marketing, scheduling, and payment solutions. Schedule a demo of Genesis today at 
by visiting www.genesischiropracticsoftware.com and be sure to mention UHC as well. Absolutely. So I, I love UHC. It's a great thing. And, I, and, you know, to be quite transparent and honest with things, uh, you know, early on when I was in practice, I, I've been part of, I, I was part of UAC early on, like the second year that was, it was done. And I took a little pause from it. I, I felt like I was in a room with, you know, like great minds and I always felt less than, and it was a neat thing. I was like, man, I'm just, these guys are bigger, guys and guys have bigger practices and that sort of thing than I do. And those type of things, but I come to realize that, you know, we're all on the same, same playing field with this, which is a great thing. And a rising tide rises all boats. So, and that's a neat thing. I, I feel like UAC has brought my practice up to a level and I, I do a lot of things that I wouldn't do if it weren't for UAC and my accountability group. And because, you know, I have a very comfortable life and but comfort can enslave you. And it's, it, if my life was supposed to be comfortable, then I should have exited out of chiropractic a long time ago. So, you know, so I, I, my, my goal is now is to see more people become successful with chiropractic. That's why I have a lot of associates and, and, um, and, and students that are, that are, you know, joining, joining in with us with, with that, which is a great thing. Um, it, the great thing about the UAC is also, as you, you mentioned about my accountability group, yep, we are the apes. Uh, it's it's uh, <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, Patrick, Eric, and Stephanie. And uh, as of this March, we'll be together for nine years. So, awesome. you know, awesome. one o'clock on Tuesdays, you will not get me. It's I'm, I'm with them. So, and uh, it's been a, what a, what a growth metric for me as well. And I really feel like for that, that's been a good, good blessing because again, we push each other with, with a gentle nudge and, you know, we keep on moving forward. You know, of course, you know, it, it is, you can make chiropractic a, you know, a, a great career or you can make it a beautiful profession. And, and that's where, where I am with things. And that's where my group is with, with things too. Let's make this a beautiful profession that carries on for years and years and years. What have you seen with, I'm not asking numbers, but collectively of nine years in a group, have you seen the needle move um, on the net worth of the group, you know, and their practice sizes? And I mean, speak to that a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd say within the nine years um, that we've been together, we've each of us has easily doubled our net worth. Easily, very easily. Yeah, yeah. so it, it could have been double and possibly triple. So yeah, there's just something about that accountability of this group that really gets to know yeah. you intimately well in your business. And, and they're not, it's not coaching. It's not even really, it's friendship evolves out of it, but it's accountability. It's a different thing. And it's, uh, and then there's this best practice share when somebody hits a vein that it's just, it's, it's so cool to see how that works inside of these groups. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It, you know, it, it's, because like, you know, a lot of times what we do is we set ourselves goals for the following week for, um, you know, uh, by next next Tuesday, I'll have this done, I'll have this done. And the biggest thing with the accountability group is I don't want to get on the call and say, I didn't get it done. So I, I get it done. So, you know, that's, that's it. I don't want to be that it's guy. It's funny how that works, <laughs> the accountability. Yeah, it's like a, I'm not going to be, I, you know, I'm getting it done. You know, it's like, come, come hell or high water. I'm going to get yeah, it done. It's like the, week to week, you know, sometimes you don't realize, but it, it's like you said, when you look back over nine years, like, wow, I did a lot of stuff that I probably oh. wouldn't have done had I not had that accountability. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's because yeah. we, uh, you know, we, we set the pace for the year, you know, with, with, with our yearly goals and we can look back at those yearly goals and man, did we, you know, supersede those, you know, it's it, it crushed them. It's great. So it's neat. Basically, everything that you that we ever wanted has, has, has come come to fruition, which is awesome. Well, Andrew, we appreciate you. We love you. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, that. Thank you so much. Roll, guys. See you. Great job. Great job. Thanks see so much, Arizona. guys. Arizona. Okay. Love and Thanks, appreciate brother. you guys. Same. Okay. Bye.